Tuesday night in a Kensington Basement Podcast Studio. I can only mean one thing. Another episode of The Nat Shift with Kevin Ricca. Man, we're getting there, brother. We've got to overcome about 8 to 12 inches here. But, uh, you know, nothing nothing Stormy Daniels hasn't done in her past. I mean, cum- cumulatively, <laughs> yes, I, w- I would agree with that statement. I'm Ken Marangolo. And if you're a Nationals fan, a Washington Nationals fan, I am very happy to deliver, it's not like unhappy news or bad news, but like just real baseball world problems uh, at the exact right time to be having, you know, a couple of things. I'm just going to throw you a couple of things here. It's not going to be an especially long show. Um, countdown until the first game, Kev? Nine days and counting. Nine days. Uh, couple stories. Max Scherzer did not have a good outing last time, and these all fall in the, the who cares? It's preseason or spring training thing. But I just, I, I think Nationals fans need a good dose of, you know, Victor Robles gets optioned down to the minors because he's striking out, at, uh, you know, everywhere. Um, well, I'm not so certain that's the only reason. Yeah, I know. Come on, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I, I hear where you're headed. Yeah, uh, I'll allow, I will allow you to finish. For the first time in, like, I think it was 72 innings, Steven Strasburg gave up a home run, a leadoff home run. Um, uh, and, you know, it's like, oh, this guy is falling in Nationals world. Come on. I, you know, we've been doing rosy-colored glasses for our, the existence of this show, um, and I feel like that's the way the season's going to go. I honestly do, but I kind of, I'm kind of enjoying, you know, wearing my hard hat to uh, baseball fandom today, you know, and dealing with a couple of these these headlines. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is like a training. You're, you're, you're training yourself mm-hmm. for the uh, for the pain of the season. Your spring training involves the self punishment right now. That's fair. You know, Gotta do ev- it. Everyone has their own agenda, their own spring training drills, their own yeah. personal workouts, and yours is to sit here and punch yourself in the forehead and then punch, finish yourself off in the gut. I like that. It's, I, you know, I'm not going to be, because I, I don't want to be the guy who overreacts in June, um, you know, when, when Strasburg gets, you know, knocked around and Scherzer doesn't make the week go by any better. And, you know, a guy who we had a, a lot of, uh, you know, Optimism for yeah. you know goes through a bad stretch, a slump even. Gonna happen without a doubt. 162 games is just forever. It's forever. Now yeah. we're we're still a hundred plus win team, no matter what Vegas any place in Vegas tells you. And in fact, yeah, you're you're you know serving yourself well if you can buy that ticket. I'm not saying it's UMBC over uh, Virginia, you know, kind of a ticket, but I think buy the over on the Nats. But you know what? Don't forget to freak out every, you know, every once in a while when everything is just going terribly. Well, yeah, don't let me stop you from choking yourself out. But I just wanted to mention that Victor Robles mm. has 25 days of service, 147 away from a full year of service. And if we do happen to wait until around early May, we might have him under control for one extra season. I do believe that has a ton to do with it. But, you know, like I said, feel free to smack yourself in the nose a little bit. 
Uh, listen, if Victor, if we needed Victor Robles, uh, which we don't, but um, I, and of course, service time is 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 the is the mitigating factor here. But at the same time, um, it's it also happens at the same time when Steven Strasburg gives up a home run, leadoff home run, and Max Scherzer doesn't you know follow up what his hitless performance against the Mets uh, last week um, with 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 a bunch of uh, earned runs. So. Yeah, I think he gave up four dongs, didn't he? I yeah. Mean, now, he's not pitching to avoid any of these home runs. And you know what? He's pretty famous for giving up solo shots to banjo hitters. And yeah, it, it, hey, if that's all it is, then we're going to be just fine. And, and you know what you're getting with Max. And, and he, listen, he does. He does. And he goes through, he'll go through stretches giving up home runs. But then you'll look down at his record, and you'll know that. You'll know when he comes to the mound that night, you'll be like, well... You know, if there's a power hitter on the other side and you're sitting with a fan of that team like at a bar with a buddy of yours who happens to root for him and you say, you know, hey, that guy's probably going to get his because, you know, guys can go off on Max every once in a while, but they're generally very painless. Um, and all of a sudden you look down and even after giving, going, you know, five straight games, giving up a home run, his ERA is still, you know, 1.9 and, you know, he's 4-1 and one in that stretch. It's, it's, it's yeah. still... He's a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Listen, when he comes... You don't have your you don't have your A stuff every fifth day. It's just a fact of the. It's just what it is, and no one gets themselves more physically prepared or mentally prepared for the long one sixty two plus the playoffs than he does. But when he comes with his C stuff, he bulldogs through it, and he's a beast. That's the best part about this guy, man. Every time he's on the hill, it's his presence. I mean, you've seen him stomping around out there. He's a freaking lunatic. But when he's got his stuff, there's a there's a reason why he's got two no nos, and he's been on the verge of three or four others. When he's got his A stuff, it's unhittable. Yep. But he gets so many W's with his C plus, B minus game. It's sickness. His contract is one of the true gems in professional sports because when we signed him, it was a huge deal. It was, what, $210 million, I believe? Yes. Um, And and that was like, you know, hey, not a lot of guys are getting, uh, you know, $210 million. I mean, uh, Strasburg didn't get... $210 $210 million. But when he goes when he goes out there and pitches, you know, no no hit through six, like how many times? No hit through seven, how many times? Um, and you realize that for the most part, you're giving up, what are we at, 15 million bucks a year? I mean, 15 million bucks a year, I well, think. Well, it's deferred money on the back end. Yeah. Seven years after this contract goes away, he still will be getting $15 million a year from uh, the Lerner family. But, hey, let me punch myself in the chin for a second. For him to get to what I think is elite status, I do expect more in the postseason. Max? Yes. And more being this. A couple wins in a series, uh, a series win with him as the MVP, some, some shutout, you know, seven innings, and where we come out on top. Yeah, because, no errors. You know, when you put, when, you know, no pass balls. Put it this way: L.A. brings Kershaw in against us for his 97th inning of the series, and he comes out smelling like a rose. We we drop our guy in the fifth inning, and we all know the rest. Your boy Weeders ruined everything, apparently. But point being, that next step for him, and you know that's why he's pouring everything he's got in the, in this offseason, and why he's out there on day one throwing 60 pitches in the bullpen. All the guys are out there playing soft toss, looking in there and hearing the ball hit the mitt and going, what the hell's going on? Max Scherzer knows he needs to be the guy that steps up in the postseason. And um, for any of you out there who listen to Nat Scraps 
last year um, with Greg De Palma, which was the show I did two, two, for the previous two years on the Nets. Um, that was my broken record in last spring training all the way through. After watching specifically Clayton Kershaw, specifically Madison Bumgarner, um, guys put their team on their shoulders in, in right. the postseason. And, you know, you know, we talked about whether we need a long man last season. It's a similar conversation, really, that we're having again. And when we, you talk about what's the difference between um, winning a playoff series and, and not for, for the Washington Nationals, you know, for me, it was all last year. I was a broken record on it, and I intend to do the same thing this year, and it's exactly what you just said. You have to have a guy. Now, we have, we have, we have, we have multiple guys, but yes. Max Scherzer, for, in the playoffs, you have to have a guy on the mound. And Strasburg's close to that, but he's not, he's not Max when Max is like the two-time two Cy Young right. werewolf. Um, it, it has to be him. He has to be the guy who comes in, and it, he has to be the guy who comes in for you know, three straight games or, you know, or comes in to close it out. He, he has to be the bum garner. He has to be the Kershaw guy. And, and when he does, that first series, when it happens, you know, Strasburg's right there, yeah. competitive as hell, ready to be the guy that does it in the next series, especially if Scherzer has to finish off that first one. I think that's the best part of what we got going here. Uh, you know, let them grab each other and jump off, off the building at the same time for this, for this celebration to go boom. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I'm trying to think. Uh, Strasburg's playoff, um, playoff record, I think, is actually pretty – I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. He's taken some L's that weren't necessarily his fault. But um, listen, like he, I said. He was, he was unhittable. He, he, was, he took multiple playoff games over the last couple of years, you know, I wouldn't say if they were no hit or not all the way till the seventh. But he was dominant multiple times. We, I think we might have your long reliever uh, after hearing with David Martinez. And then it was well, – actually, it was, it was Rizzo that said, that confirmed it that stated it, that A.J. Cole is making this team. He said, whether it be the fifth starter or as the long reliever on the pen, he's out of options and we do not want to lose him. That was, that was kind of crazy to me. First yeah. of all, I didn't realize he was out of options. Second of all, you know, that's, that's, some, that's some confidence coming from the, from the guy making the decisions. Uh, I was look, just looked it up to see what Strasburg. Strasburg had a zero ERA last season in 14 postseason innings. In, oh, well, last year he was, oh, yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. And I guess he missed, he missed obviously, the famous one. But um, when he was 20, he, so he's, he's 1-2 career uh, with .47 ERA in the playoffs, uh, 24 strikeouts, I think, through um, 19 innings. Uh, total hits, 14. 14 hits yeah. in, in 19 innings. I think, and he's your number two guy. It's the evolution of these two. Yep. They both know exactly what needs to happen. And, hey, look, I don't think they could have performed much better. It's part of that, you know, Jordan situation. Make, make everyone else on the team better. With your leadership, your inspiration, and, and, and leading by example out there, that, that gives everyone the confidence to think, all right, we got this guy on the hill today. We are winning. And it needs to start this year. So the problem, obviously, for the most part for the Nets, besides some terribly mistimed defensive errors, um, was offense, and I believe on that I have the little bit of good news uh, in the category of it doesn't matter because of spring trading, but um, Bryce Harper is looking good, slashing 371, 450, 629. Um, I, I think the... Went yard again today. Went yard again today, which he, you know, which he should, but when he is, I think the key is it just shows health. I think that that's something that the, uh, the they're talking about is... Um, 
when he's healthy, he's he's dominant. When he and when he's not dominant, you know he's not healthy, which has been the case multiple times over the last couple of seasons when he wasn't himself for long stretches of the time. And he, he and it's hurt. not guesswork when you see him as uncomfortable as he looked two seasons ago in the batter's box. It was obvious, and everyone said, "How do you know?" I don't know, but I've seen him when he's on and he's comfortable in the box, and he's not dealing with a neck injury, and it looks a lot different. And and it did for a, a lot of time last year. Um, I, I've just I, I got to ask you, Ken. It's been bugging me all day. All right. Before I forget, do you think that this whole deal with my all right, Mike Lay Taylor's back getting at bats along with Eaton? Okay. And now we we option Robles. I think this changes everything at this point. I, I don't think Taylor's the the lead guy in the in the possible JT Real Muto trade at this point, because you ain't bringing Robles back up. Now it's kind of been established unless you're just messing around and. You know, playing possum with him, you know, legit, you got to wait just a, a few weeks, essentially, to gain a year of control with a superstar. That makes sense. I mean, Chris Bryan will tell you, you know, they tried to figure out how not to let them do that. But, gosh, you, you can't just ship Robles down until early May and lose Michael A. Taylor to start the season off. That doesn't make any sense. Well, you also, so many times when you have a player of Robles' talent, like, for example, when we had Harper, um, it was real tongue-in-cheek when you sent him back down because clearly they would have started uh, for the, 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 their teams, whereas you can honestly say Robles is not the starter. True, know? but... T- Taylor Eaton and Harper. True, but I believe if he was the starter, we have the NL Rookie of the Year on our roster, and we are watching Web Jam after Web Jam, and it's been noted by multiple people that if he was the starter, they believe he'd be the best defensive center fielder in the National League. So... That's just a matter of, you know, an embarrassment yep. of riches. Yep. And the ability to shelf him for, you know, six weeks in order to have him for another full year at, at a price that we can afford. I think it's possible he could still qualify for Rookie of the Year. Oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he only played in 25. And then, you know, look, I'm not uh, all these terms, but he qualifies as a Super 2 status guy if we keep him down there until midsummer, which means that, you know, you need two, you need two years and – and, and 172 days. And it's, that, it's the Bryce Harper situation. That gets you there. So, and if we in midsummer, you only need to you get you go to early arbitration after two years and, and 130 days. You can qualify, I guess, at, at that matter. So there's multiple things we can do with him to better the franchise now with this embarrassment of riches we have because I think we have the best defensive center fielder in the National League, or at least one of them already. Yep. I mean, good God Almighty, and Eaton. I mean, he was nasty in right field two years ago for the Sox. He's going to eat up left field, and we all know what we got in right. I mean, control of Robles through 2023, his, his age 25 season. We have control of him through his age 25 season, right. which counting this season would be six years of Robles. Six, <laughs> six seasons of Robles. Six years of Robles sounds pretty freaking sweet to me. I think Turner's along for five of those six. Yeah. I mean, damn. Hopefully you get a Rendon on a contract, long contract. Let the Bryce thing happen Absolutely. the way it's going to happen. Sure. So I guess we could, we could, since we started with Bryce, we can close out the uh, um, show tonight on, on a Bryce topic. Do you buy into the notion that what's happening in free agency this year, in addition to people saving for Bryce, is also um, indicative of the manner in which they will spend next season specifically on Bryce Harper? I can't imagine that all these teams that are trying to take a shot at a at a generational superstar who has yet to hit his his, his exact time when he's going to dominate. I mean, he's his prime hasn't hasn't been scratched yet. 
I mean, he, he's all over the place. Financially speaking, maybe some of these teams get priced out. Maybe the, mid, maybe the middle gets huge, and then the, the lower-level teams who just can't afford anyone. But I'm telling you, if anyone tells me that Bryce Harper's not going to get $400 million, I think you're nuts. Uh, and I think that it, it, it is going to be in the upwards of 450 to 500 no matter how you slice it. And the learners have said that this summer specifically, we think he's going to command a $500 million contract. I mean, there, it depends how I mean how long it is. You can stretch that out over a lot of years. I think that's one of the things so, that people are saying. Right. So I'm going with the generic 10-year, $500 million that's been thrown out there for a couple of years. Sure. And then I understand people are, are getting away from the 10-year contract and that much, but I don't think Bryce Harper's the, the time you start. That's not, that's not the guy you start getting away with it. He knows what he wants. He wants that, that long term. He, he knows what he's going to get. You know, I'm, sh- I'm certain there's been numbers discussed out there. And when I asked him about $400 million, he said, don't sell me short a year ago. I can't imagine things have changed that dramatically that would send that. Uh, put it this way. It's, it's a gut feeling. It's an understanding of the economic situation. There's no chance he doesn't get all, all of that. There's just no chance to me. So here's something I was thinking about, because I've never thought about this in any scenario other than a 10 to 15-year deal with some crazy price tag on it. Um, but I, maybe it's just the way that the NFL offseason has gone and the way that, the, in uh, fact... The, the, the Kirk Cousins is coming down all over Major League Baseball right now. I'm, I'm wondering if you don't look at what he's asking for, 10 years, $500 million. So now you're talking about $50 million a year for a hell of a long time until his age 34 season. I mean, obviously, that's a, that's a great deal. You said for five Bryce. years from now it's going to be a bargain. I think the way that the salary cap, you know, the way that the money works, it should. But what I'm now thinking about is what if you say, you know what, if it costs, if it truly does cost, if the market decides that it costs – 50, somewhere between forty and fifty million dollars a year to have a Bryce Harper on your roster. He's twenty four right now. I think twenty five. Um, why don't you just say I'll pay the rate, but I'm not doing the time. All right. So uh, average per year at fifty million per year Let's, for five years. Say no. I would even say less than that. I would say mm. if you if you're going to pay it, pay for, like I would say. Would you take forty five for? Three or four years. Four, three or four See, years. That's where that's where I'm going to have some issues. Is that where Bryce says no because of the because he wants listen, guaranteed man, you're, money? You're in a sport with guaranteed money. I know. So I don't think you would hamstring yourself to three or four years. But the the play for him is okay. So I totally agree with you. And from I'm wondering if it, first of all I'm even wondering if it makes sense from the team side. But to think of it from the player side, my thought is it you know if you try to get your next contract to straddle. Whatever it is you think, and, and no one knows better than Boris. So if you don't think he understands the baseball market, if you can f- figure out a way to straddle a contract over the next hump, whatever that is, uh, to whatever takes the game and, and the pay scale up higher, he, he's going to get another contract. This could be his last contract, and, 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 and typically this is the last contract that you dream about, a $450 million last contract. But what if he gets 150 to 200 now? And in age 28 A-Rod, season... A-Rod getting the two gigantic deals back-to-back. But what that's was that, kinda, five to seven? I think his first one was a 10, was 10 and then the yeah. second one was like a five or seven. And they both were huge right. for, it, for it, their time. Here's my point. A guy like Boris, is gonna, there's going to be contractual language written into this with an out for him. You know, the no trade, the whatever. There, there's going to be, I think, a better chance on that side of the contract 
to control, you know, what, like if you're stuck and a, and, a, and a team's a dog and the clubhouse is a problem and you made the wrong choice, you know, there's going to be an out there for him. And with a player with that amount of talent and that amount of money spent on him, he's going to have the opportunity to make moves. Hey, get me out of here. I'm not, I'm not sure. happy. A guy like that. So I don't think you necessarily need to do that on the front side. You want to guarantee that money for as long as you possibly can. I mean, look, I, I, look, I don't it's, wish this on anyone, but what if injury. he gets sick? It's, what if what if something bad happens or a car yeah. accident and, you, and and you know Jason Williams point guard out of Duke motorcycle accident and you mess up your leg for life and you never ever are the same guy you know I, so those what ifs are huge man I'm officially becoming of uh like my thing now is honestly um if, if pay him his market rate but I can't understand like why you would give a guy a 10 to 15 year contract other than you think he's like the greatest of all time and you just do it because you got to keep this guy here for his whole career. I understand that and I'm okay with that, but I just don't think you can. All right. So 24, 24 to 29 means, you know, they say your prime is 27 to 32. Those are yeah. rounded numbers. Yeah. So why would you give him a contract that doesn't extend throughout the prime, the twilight, the main portion of his career at that much money? Why would you lose out on a couple years of his prime? It would be the insurance you would pay. Um, for anything that would happen before that sixth year away from now, uh, sixth year away from now, um, and I, maybe I maybe I'm just gun shy, and I, I'm not. When it comes to Bryce, I I want Bryce. I'm gonna I do whatever it takes to keep Bryce. Yeah. But I'm trying to put my GM or you know front office hat on, and I'm thinking we have the money. Pro- we probably have the money to pay the five hundred million dollar deal without you know cringing. But at the end of the day. If there's any chance that Bryce Harper's contract makes us uncompetitive at some point over the life of 15 years because of something bad that happens, what would I be willing, you know, where, where am I willing to redraw the line to, to, to pay for that? And I'm thinking it's like a five, four or five-year deal at his rate. Oh uh, Well, you're going to be able to pay for all of that when you have the most marketable superstar in yeah. America's pastime. you got an all-American boy who's not a booze hound. He's not in the clubs. You know, he's a married guy. He doesn't have that off-the-field issue. You know, he's not getting kidnapped from his home country. He's, no. You know, he's, he's, this guy isn't a danger or a threat. I'm trying to talk Boris down. Because Boris know, obviously know, listens to the show. So I'm trying to c- convince him. Listen to take, take, take a little bit less, guy. But I just don't see how this guy, I don't see any chink in the armor, my man. I don't, I don't, see, where, I don't see where you would be short-sold unless he says, you know what? You know, I, I like what Kirk Cousins did and try and get that next deal for more. But... You know, there's 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 always negotiating room, especially when you're backed by Boris. There's always a way to make more money. And this yep. guy, hey, just like the just like the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees benefited greatly from that A Rod deal with that marketable the marketability and the asset of the player, the amount of jersey sales, the amount, yeah. I mean, just the the face everywhere. You know, you know they were genius. He built the Yes Network up there. He reinvigorated, yeah. he reinvigorated the Texas Rangers' whole financial situation. You know. Because he was that marketable, because he was that much of a known commodity, everyone's going to know Bryce Harper when he signs his ten-year deal up there with the Under Armour stamped all over him, Gatorade. I mean, who, what else is there? And I think if it you were, can't market that. You need to get out of the game. They'll be able to market what it, you know. They'll be able to market Robles. They'll be able to market Strasburg and Scherzer if they don't get Harper. I hope they do get Harper, um, but I don't think. I mean, t- to me. I'm one, I want the guy who, you know, in 2015, you know, re- rewrote, you know, the numbers um, yeah. for $50 million a year. But I also, one thing that I think hurts Bryce is 
so obviously it's, they're going to Vegas next winter. Um, his hometown, he's going to be, you know, holding court. But I, I'm thinking we know too much. In, like in general today, everything's known. There's definitely teams that know they don't have a chance at Bryce Harper. There's, why would they bid? I, I, don't, I honestly don't think, unless every single team says, you know what, screw it, we're giving him a we're giving him a, a you know, well, we're going to take, take a flyer. going to bid on Bryce Harper. I, I know, but I think there's going to, I think waiting. the, I think the nature of like the, of who he is and the kind of deal this is, there's really only a few players. And, um, I think that helps the Nats. And I don't think the Nats are competing with as many teams for a guy like him. I think they're going to be competing with more teams for Anthony Rendon because I think more teams can think they can sign Anthony Rendon. I only think there's a hint. Maybe there's not even a handful of teams who probably even think they can sign Bryce Harper for honest reasons and also because the whole world knows where he wants to play. It's I don't pro- think that makes him like less <laughs> – there's like less of a chance. <laughs> uh, we're not going to be competing like, with some like random $575 million think, offer from the corner. Like the Cleveland Browns being like, hey, we'll pay you $600 million. I think you've been staring in the mirror in the dark bathroom till long, singing Bloody Mary, waiting for Bryce Harper to pop out and – Stars and bars. Stars on, and bars. On top of the Washington Monument. Just, you know, 275 after his 13th year of putting 20 pounds on. Just snowboard Ready straight to rock down, and roll. Yeah. Straight down the side of the Capitol uh, Just Dome. glide down with the hair as like the parachute. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I just know I that I think, yeah, there's probably five other teams, I think, that are serious contenders. I don't think so. I think it's Chicago, New York, and Washington. Uh, you got uh, you, you to think that there's some teams out west that they're going to have some moves to make over the offseason. I mean, is Pujols' 100-year contract up anytime soon? <laughs> he had a 10-year deal as well, correct? I mean, that's his other boy. He's boy. He's boyed with all the other superstars. Trout's his boy. They're the Magic Johnson, Larry It's a small Bird. world now. It's yeah. a super small world, and he plays for a big market team I'm with tons of money. I'm including us as one of the five, but, Ken, this is going to be the most the highest, most paid, expensive contract in professional sports history, correct? Uh, oh, correct. However... I guess what I'm saying is I don't expect to turn on the, the computer one morning and see, like, ooh, Bryce, we have some crazy breaking news. Uh, Scott Boris tells us, you know, Bryce Harper's considering an interesting offer from, you know, the Miami Marlins. Uh, no, but I don't care about that. Uh, that doesn't – yes, there's only a select amount of teams yeah. that can, but that doesn't change the fact that whether he's going to stay here or not. That's just – I mean, strength in numbers is one thing with Rendon, but that's apples and oranges. This is, this is Bryce Harper. People that know they're in on Bryce Harper knew this a year and a half to two years mm-hmm. ago. And, that, and they, started, they started down that road, and they started trying to clear space or make room or figure out something, and the Yankees just don't give a damn. So, you know, they, they, they can make 19 different moves. They say they're out now. Who knows with the Yankees? Who knows? Uh, you know, it, obviously on paper, it doesn't look like he could ever play for the Yankees right now, that they would ever want to pay more. Who knows? They don't give a damn. Uh, so many terrible things are going through my head. Like, what if the Yankees say, you know what? We'll, tr- we'll just trade for Bryce Harper before the, uh, before the uh, deadline. We'll give you, like, four. They have, like, four or five top guys that they probably don't even need. Oh, that would kill me. But it would. We get some good players. That would kill me. I, I, See, you know, like this is where you're taking this is the road you're taking I, me down. No, no, no. You've taken yourself down. Oh, this Bryce Harper. All road because Scherzer, by yourself and many Strasburg too many dark nights in this up. basement. And I happen to be here on this one. Robles is going to the this minors. Is, I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable. It's a terrible, terrible day in Nats <laughs> history. <laughs> hey, look, Sports Illustrated picked the Nats to win over the Yankees for the third time in six years. They've t- they've chosen the Nats. Like, what's what's up with these guys, man? Leave us alone. Come on, give us a break. They know what we know. I they know they do. I don't want to be picked anymore. You know, before, the first two times it was picked, it was what we didn't know. We were like, ooh, maybe we are legit. Of course we're legit. 
Well, I just don't want to be picked by Sports Illustrated anymore. Well, I say... I don't want you to tell me any dark more dreams about no, Bryce Harper. No, I'll tell you right now why I like being picked by Sports Illustrated this year after all the terrible letdowns before. is because the Washington Nationals are completely legitimate contenders. They should judge themselves on whether or not they win the World Series. So... Everyone should be picking the Washington Nationals as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. That, that's Let's exactly what they are. Yes. Exactly. And two and four years ago, it was cute when they picked us. It was very cute. It's not, it's not adorable anymore. I get it. It's time. And they know. I think everybody hey, knows. When you know, anyone who knows, knows. Come on, Davey. Come on, say Davey. Thank you to Kevin Ricker. Hey, thank you. Thanks for sharing your deep, dark secrets in the basement. Yeah, we got, we got some stuff off our chest, hot box style. Uh, speaking of Davey, they asked, that they asked him when he decided that uh, Max Scherzer was going to be his opening day starter. I believe he said the day he walked in the door. The day he walked in the door. He told Eaton he's the leadoff. He, uh, you know, he said Scherzer was going to be the guy. You know, I like this transparency in Davey Martinez. Yep. The secret, top secret Nats that we've gotten to know here in the last few years. He seems pretty damn transparent yes. about everything he wants to do. He's, he's the man. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. It's refreshing so far. We got what we're nine days away from covering actual ball, which we'll be doing on a weekly basis. We'll go through the games, any highlights, any storylines, what we are talking about uh, in between pitches um, and a little bit of a minor league uh, coverage. And until next Tuesday, I'll be sitting here waiting to listen to you for the next 10 minutes about a bunch of ex-girlfriend dark secrets. So I can only hope for more stories. We'll try to keep the mics turned down nice and low <laughs> on that one. Uh, they're dark, Kev. They're dark. From the First Moment Sports Basement Podcast Studios, deep inside the heart of Kensington, Maryland, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Nat Shift. <laughs>